0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading and Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 154, and the title of today's show is Effective Fatherhood. Uh, I recently spoke to a small group of dads, young dads who really were just wanting some advice and some input and some thoughts and some tips from um somebody who was a father, but maybe a little bit further down the road than they are uh My daughters are both grown and married, we've got three grandkids, and um like I say these young guys their their kids are all much younger and just were looking for a little help so I gave them three ideas, three thoughts to maybe stimulate their own thinking, but also to to kind of get them started and and, uh, um, build on what they're already doing. Uh, But before we get into it, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my leadership book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is the revised and updated version, uh, 10 extra chapters, And, um, I know you're going to love it. Each chapter of leading into the 21st century and beyond is designed to be immediately actionable. There's some discussion questions. There's some thoughts. There's some things that you can do to immediately implement that information. And it's not just a leadership book. It's about time management. It's about personal productivity. It's It's full of great, great information to help you live your best life. So check out Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. There'll be a link in the show notes, and I know you will love it. Well, okay, we are back. We're talking about effective fatherhood. And, and I just want to share three thoughts to maybe help you to uh, at least give you some ideas. If you've ever just kind of said, dang it, you know, this kid didn't come with an instruction manual. Uh, I think we all felt that way when we first looked at that little bundle and we're holding them for the first time and we realize we've got no idea what to do with them. So give you a few ideas, some things that help me and, um, you know, maybe they'll help you as well. First of all, number one. Intentionality. What is your intention? What is your goal in raising that child? Um, You know, it sounds like a simple question, but really, is your goal to raise a good kid, a well behaved child, or is your goal to raise an adult? Because really, that should be all of our goals is to raise um, an effective adult. And you know, the, when I was a police officer, you know, I talked to parents who were having trouble with their kids and, you know, their, their goals were pretty low. The bar was set low. Well, if I can just get that boy through high school without getting arrested, or if I can get my daughter through high school without getting pregnant or strung out on drugs. So, so you can see the bar is set pretty low for them. But even sometimes as Christians, we raise it a little bit and we say, well, I just want to raise a, a productive member of society. Well, I mean, that's good. That's a good start. But how much better if our end goal with that little baby that you're holding, if that end goal, when you look at that child, is to see a an effective uh, Christian, a, a, an effective child of God, uh, somebody who's living with eternity in mind, somebody who's making an eternal impact, in the lives of other people. Somebody who's living not for themselves, but living for others. And having that end goal in mind, that that's the path we want to take them on. We want to train them and teach them and help them. Really, dads, that child should be your first disciple. That's who you're discipling. You're training them, you're raising them up to be a follower of Christ. And just a few thoughts to kind of to help us do this as we're talking about being intentional. Um, first of all, nobody expects you to do it on your own, Dad. It's, it's, it's too hard of a job. That's why it's so important to raise your family, to raise your children in a good church. A church where kids are, 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 are being connected with other kids, with like-minded um, families parents you know, their friends are there, you know, your, your children are creating lifelong friendships um, at their church. I mean, I look at my two daughters, they met, both of them met their husbands in church, and, you know, really, how how great is that, and isn't that the way it should be? Um, they, they'd known both these boys for, for many years, and had built relationships with them, and become friends first, and so, really, that's the way it should be, but, you know, the church and you've got the 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 other families that you're able to connect with and you're able to connect with other dads and you know just get some advice and tips and just some encouragement. So so the church is such a great place to raise our family because we're not having to do it our, on our own. And when you've got challenges you've got a place you can go and 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 you know talk to people about those challenges with. Number two, as we're talking about intentionality Scripture memorization. If you're a Christian, you believe that the Bible is God's Word. And the the, the Bible, God's Word, is living and it's active and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, it says in uh, Hebrews 4.12. And we know that God's Word does what He sends it out to do. Um, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you want and it'll be done for you. So God's Word comes in and it shapes our hearts. But are you teaching your children God's Word? You know, one of the the things I did with my children is, even at a young age, I taught them to memorize Scripture. I would give them simple verses depending on their age, and we made it a game, and they would have to memorize these Scriptures. And you say, oh, that's hard. How How can children do that? Listen, if you've got kids, they've got the latest Disney movie memorized. I mean, I've seen you know three- and four-year-olds that have got the entire Frozen movie memorized. They know every song. They know the words to every song. So don't tell me kids can't memorize something. But as a parent, are you willing to invest the time and teach them God's Word and to help them memorize it? Because if you get God's Word in their hearts at a young age, it'll change their life. So, Scripture memorization. Number three, reading books. Reading to your children is such a powerful thing. Check my blog. I actually posted a a post this week on just this very subject, on the importance of reading to your children. But reading to your children stimulates their imagination in such a powerful way. It stimulates their imagination in, in, in a way that television never will. And you're teaching them critical thinking skills. But also... You're creating a teaching environment through the story because you can you can ask them questions about what you've read. If it's a, a character-driven story, you can ask them, well, you know, what did you think about what he did? Or what did you think about what she did? And did they do the right thing? And look at what happened to them because they did this. How do you think that 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 should have worked out? And you create an environment. With your children, where they're learning things, you're talking about moral issues, you're talking about ethical issues, and they're having fun doing it because it's in the context of reading with dad. It's a story. And we learn by narrative. So read stories and then talk about it. And then number four, we're still talking about intentionality, is how well do you know your children's friends and their friends' families? Because the people that our children hang out with are going to have so much influence in their lives. And you're not being overprotective, mom. You're not being overprotective, dad, by wanting to know who your children are spending time with. And I just don't think we can be too protective with our children, especially when they're young, and make sure that they're spending time with the right people. And again, this goes back to the importance of being in church. Because you've got a much better... Um, idea of knowing who these kids are and knowing their parents and feeling good about the people that your children are spending time with. So, intentionality. Let's be very intentional in raising our children. Number two, consistency. Consistency is such a key to being an effective father. You know, we know that in our own lives, consistency is the key to success. Doing the little things over and over again. It's taking small steps to reach a goal. Well, how much more with our children? Being consistent with our children. This doesn't mean perfection, but it means we get it right more than we get it wrong. It means we're moving in the right direction. We're taking those little steps with our children. Children value consistency. They value consistent time with you as, as, as dad. There is nothing better than a consistent time with dad. And if it's daily, if it's weekly, whatever that is, consistently spending time with your kids is going to help them forever. You know, our relationship with our father, good or bad, is probably the most defining relationship in our lives, with the exception of maybe our spouse. And, you know, we've all seen those people that are screwed up um, because they had a bad relationship with their father, or there was no father around, and let 's be those dads that consistently spend time with their kids um, consistently every day it might it may be that you know you work a long day and you get home just in time to put them to bed.'ll well, value that time, prepare yourself on your way home, pray, calm yourself put out the, the put, put out of your mind the things from the the day that you 've dealt with. And focus on that 15 or 20 minutes as you're putting your child to bed to be the best 15, 20, or 20 minutes of their day. You can talk to them. You can read them some Bible. You can pray, whatever. But use that time to to really pour into them, even if it's just a short amount of time. Also, another thing that you can do consistently is spending time with them, uh, doing special things. You know, it might be Friday night, okay, this is the time that they know that they're going to get to spend that time with Dad. They know Dad works a lot, they know Dad's a busy guy sometimes, but Saturday mornings is their time with Dad, and you know, you're going to go to McDonald's, or you're going to go to Chick-fil-A, or wherever, and you're going to have breakfast with Dad. You will feed their soul, and you will create good memories with that child forever. They will look back on that, and they will cherish that time that they had with you. So consistency. Build consistency into your uh, into your fathering, and it'll change everything. And then number three. Number three. We talked about intentionality and, and the several things that went with that. We talked about consistency. And now number three is focus. Dads, you've got to focus. Listen, there is nothing worse than... Maybe I'll be out in a restaurant or somewhere, and I'll see a, a family, and they'll have their young kids, and, and dad or mom are, 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 are on their phone checking Facebook, reading text, sending text, whatever, and the kids are just talking away, trying to tell them something, and the parents aren't focused at all. Look, I get it. We're all busy. We all have things going on in our lives, and kids can be demanding, but you know what? Our job as parents is to raise these kids and to teach them um, to the best of our abilities what God is like. And I don't want to, you know, go to God believing that He's not listening to me. I want to go to God believing that He's there and listening to my prayers. But if their only interaction with dad or mom is while they're on their phone, it's going to bleed over into their spiritual life. They're going to get that picture of God. Well, God doesn't have time for me either. When you're with your children, be there. Be present. Lay your phone aside. If you're in the middle of working on something at home and and, and they want to do something, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, tell you what, give me 10 or 15 minutes to finish up what I'm doing, and then I'll come and we'll do whatever you want to do. We'll play a game, we'll read a book, we'll watch a movie, whatever you want to do, but let me finish. There's nothing wrong with that, but then when you're with them, be there. Be in the moment. Put your phone aside. Put your computer aside. Put the the worries and cares of of the job aside and be in the moment with them. Let them know that they are the most important thing in in those moments that you're spending with them, whether it's 15 minutes or whether it's two hours or whatever time you have. While you're there, be there with them. It'll change them. Well, did I miss anything? We talked about being intentional we talked about being consistent, and we talked about how important it is to be focused. But if I miss something, let me know. What other keys to being an effective father do you think are important? Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment in the comments section for today's post. I'd love to hear from you. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I send out three posts a week. This podcast is one of them. And I'd love to stay in touch with you. Also, subscribers get my free subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. Make sure also that uh, while you're at davidspell.com, you click on um, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. Check it out on Amazon. I know you'll love it. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you guys to be the best dads that you can be.